Welcome to a brand new episode of Backpass X Ballastia Kalsa. Pardon the slight delay, about six minutes. And with me, I've got Kel. How are you doing, Kel? Doing great, doing great. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, it's football season again uh, for for the European side of things. So yeah, uh, really happy to to be able to watch more football. Um, you know, alongside the local football, we can watch uh, international football, European football. So, looking forward to that. How are you doing, yeah. Russ? Not too well. I think I don't know if you can make it out from my voice, but I'm not too. I thought you were good. just giving. I thought you were just giving out like a sexy voice these days. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. um, having the sniffles, the flu, flu, and uh, sore throat. So okay. yeah, so that's uh, that's bugging me. But anyways, the show has to go on, right? Um, and also got to say, uh, this week onwards, we will not have Joel on the show anymore. Uh, he's gone back to his old show. But anyways, Joel, thanks a lot for all the help that you have given us and your support, your time, effort and everything in this uh, time with us on Back Pass. And we wish you all the best. Yeah, we wish you all the best. And also, I think, you know, he's also a Ballistic Alsa fan. So, we would see him at the stadium. And I think I think he got to say a, a goodbye to everyone as well. So, hopefully catch you at the stadium soon, uh, Joel. Hopefully, we're watching this as well. So, anyways, today we've got a coach that I have been really very eagerly waiting to speak to. Uh, let me just bring him in. It's Mr. Razif Arif. Hi. How are you doing, Razif? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? I'm well. Thank you. Thank as you. As you know, I'm not too good, but yeah. Besides that, all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a very. Uh, I'm not too good, but actually, you know what? Uh, before I'm you good. came, Ras, I almost uh, cleared the whole questionnaire with uh, with Razif already. Damn. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was trying my best not to not to ask him any yeah. any questions, but we actually uh, had had a, a, a few nice discussion, I would say. And uh, Razif looks like uh, it's going to be a good show today. Hopefully. Yeah. All right, Razif. First yeah. of all, when you were appointed, and then the you know the, all this announcement came up on social media, and I I took a look at it. They say that you are the performance analyst. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So, what exactly does a performance analyst do? Okay, for me at Ballester, my roles are uh, are break down into four parts, lah. So, uh, firstly, is on based on the training videos. So in terms of trainings, we do filmings on the trainings. And then after training, we do a review on the style of pace that we are working on. And then, of course, in terms of improving players' performance on the pitch, and then uh, are they doing the style of play that we want them to do? And then, of course, by showing this to the players, we get feedback, and then we try to improve the players based on the training for that week, uh, first part. Then the second part, uh, when we go towards the game, uh, my job is to analyze the opponents in detail. So we prepare for the games, uh, the style of play the opponents are playing, the formations, key players, what are the key movements that the opponents are doing. So these are bro broken down uh, into details and then to present to the head coach, uh, Coach Akbar. And then from then on, we prepare our trainings uh, catering towards the game. Mm. And then in the game, uh, during the game, uh, I, I have a live feed where oh. I connect the cameras down to the bench where okay. we can have a tactical view of the games itself. So this helped me and the team in terms of shaping our uh, performance on the pitch. In terms of uh, are we in the in line with the formations, in line with the style of pace that we are doing? Are players in their positions? Are they off positions? So all this help us 
in terms of uh, preparations uh, as as the game goes on live. Is this the and same then, live feed that we get on TV and YouTube? Yeah, are you watching the no. same thing or no? Or it's a no. different camera altogether, or is the same yes. camera? It's, it's a different camera where oh. we get a full 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 view of the pitch itself. So we have a good who's, tactical who's view of the, the whole game. Uh, is there the staff that, that we have uh, to help out with the camera's movement of uh, having the stand? Is it will that will it be more helpful for you if you like send a drone up and then get a drone view of like? Yeah, I wish we can have the drone lah, but I think in Singapore, <laughs> uh, you you need a, a, a license, a permit license to, to get the drone stuff. Oh, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. So there's oh, the that's the difference lah. And also, drones can just last you about 20-30 minutes. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, um, yeah, you were saying, so you have the last part now. Yeah, yeah. so the last part is uh, post-game. So we do review based on uh, how the game outcome uh, goes along. And then it's also based on the reviews on how we train for the week. So does, does the player perform as what uh, we have been training? Uh, do the players follow the instructions or in terms of style of play? Are we in line with our objective of what we want to do this season? Yeah, and then, right. of course, in terms of improving the players' performance, we do look at individual performance and then trying to improve them as we go along game, game for game. Okay. And just curious, how do you get this job at uh, Ballistic Alsa? Oh, uh, actually, when at the end of last year, I was uh, looking for a team, a sports team, uh, to work on my final year degree project okay so it was on a off season please early pre-season phase so i spoke to coach agba and he was saying hey why don't you just come over because we are doing our uh, early pre-season way ahead oh, of right. the other 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 clubs hmm. so i said uh, okay that'll be good lah, because i said before that i might want to go into a, a netball team or floorball team to look into how off season pre-seasons are working for other sports okay. Okay. so and then because his football is linked to what i i want to do so hmm. it's much more easier so uh, Coach Akbar and Mr. Darwin invited me over and then uh, gave me that platform that I can work with the players using the GPS fit together stuff and then looking at uh, how players perform in off-season and towards to the early pre-season. So from so there on, that... then, yeah. yeah so okay, from there, okay. from there, I, I, got, I got that job only maybe probably uh, late December after I get to know that uh, my contract at Gelang is not being renewed. Lah. So okay. uh, they offered me that, that opportunity lah, to come in. Alright, so so are the players using a lot of technology during the training sessions? Are they like do you have the GPS sensor, GPS tracking? Right nowadays they track mm-hmm. the distances covered by players. Uh, do they have all that technology with them? Yes, yes. Uh, we we at the club use uh the fit together that was provided by the FA, so okay. that uh we can track the players' uh, performance. Uh, so it'd be good for us that how much we are loading them in trainings. And then uh, how much we can accumulate their their total distance run for the whole week, so we mm. can gauge their 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 output, uh, running outputs uh, for the whole week. So in terms of preparations for the game, at least we can look at how much the players have uh, total up accumulated for that week before we go into the big game. Okay, and besides this, is there any other role you carry out at Belsekalsa at the moment? At the moment, I think I'm just assisting Coach Akbar uh, for the assistance role and doubling up as a performance analyst. Lah. So right. uh, my role now is actually to 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 give a feedback to the players uh, as we go along to the last round of the season. So what we are creating now at Balestra is that we have a player passport where we look at their performance throughout the seasons. And then this last phase is important for us also 
uh, is that how we want to improve the players and then if looking at the uh, next season what can be improved on the players part if they are looking to to step up again their game for next season okay. so we create a timeline based for the players lah so my role now is looking into that that part all right all right cool mm. so yeah kel of course we've been we've had some conversations about the way the season mm. has panned out for balestier kalsa it's not been not been great i mean to be honest it's not been great i think yep. probably a bit underwhelming and uh, disappointing uh, based on our expectations and what we have been told from the start of the season as well so i think you've got some questions for razif right yeah um razif just before i start i just want to i just want to check if you i mean you you're doing all this cool stuff um you know um technology you're watching the players you have all these real data points uh, for the team um for the players individually do you speak to the players about this on an ongoing basis maybe on a weekly basis on uh, what happened and how they can improve their game i think you mentioned briefly something do you do you do that and how receptive are they um uh, on this information for for us at balestier what we did is that we do have a video reviews for the players mm-hmm. where we call uh, either individual players or by the units or by team to actually share with them on how we can improve ourselves uh, in terms of performance wise and then with the players uh, coach akbar does a lot of that sharing with uh, the players in terms mm-hmm. of uh, tactical technical part of the games so yeah. like in pre-seasons we do a lot of the technical tactical parts uh in instilling to the players this is what we want we want to create you into a player of what yeah. balestier wants to play or how balestier wants to play so right. at the start of the seasons yeah there's a lot of videos sharing being done uh in terms of learning uh learnings and then in terms of executing the style of place that we want to create then like right. from now onwards yeah from the mid seasons onwards that we do a lot of sharings in terms of based on the videos that we had and then calling in individual players in terms of doing corrections for them and then we do have like individual sessions lah in the right, right. extra trainings for the players ah in terms how of receptive, the how yeah how receptive are they are, are they like grasping this knowledge or um, you know what is happening because like you you do see uh, you you do expect some improvement um but you know how frustrating it could be for yourself you know analyzing the game and letting them know about the 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 play and what to expect and then seeing mistakes on the field um you know it could be it could be quite frustrating for you isn't it i i think for for us that uh what we agreed on is that in terms of learnings that there are cycles where they have to learn and right. it cannot be uh express like an express way where you can get right. uh, results straight away so right. for us we work on a six week uh, planning programs where right. when if you want someone to learn we give them six to eight weeks to actually learn yes right. we do expect right. them to make mistakes we do expect them to make mistakes in training and in games like what coach abbas said he's okay with players making mistakes but they have to learn to pick right. up because uh we are we are working on a result based uh in is a result based lah in right, what right. we are working so yes in terms of making mistakes players do make mistakes but right. can we pick that up quickly and then rectify that mistakes for the players 100% yes. and then this actually builds up to my question um based on your analysis this entire season played out so mm. far um how what are your thoughts on balestier season um so far 
till date. I think, I think uh, we 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 have been doing uh, some good games where we can you see patches of good performance on the field, but there are also a lot of uh, times that we need to be better. Of course, uh, having said that, that one of the things that we are working very hard is to actually improve the players' uh, capabilities in terms of what they are doing. So, like you know, uh, the players that we have at Balestier this season comes from a lot of clubs. So there are a lot of changes for them, uh, getting yeah. into new surroundings, making new friends, making new teammates, and then of course, uh, in terms of patches of performance, is is a new thing for the players itself, because uh, at the start of the season, Coach Abba told them that. Everyone will get a chance to showcase what you can get. Uh, right. You can do. So it gives that little bit of hope for these players that they come to Balestier. They are they are they can be very expressive and show us what they got. And then, uh, to be honest, I think this seasons, uh, if you look at games, uh, luck has not been on us as much as yeah. luck has been on Tanjung Paga. So in terms <laughs> of yeah, in terms of in terms of attacking wise and defensively lah. So if you look like for example, ah. Uh, Elbirex play against Tanjung Paga. All the shots that Elbirex took doesn't yes. go into the net. But when right. Elbirex play against us, every shot goes into the goal. Mm. So <laughs> those, those, those kind of things that is happening to us this season. Yeah. Like I say, luck uh, has not been on our side. But do you see that a lot on your on your video analysis when you like, oh my god, you look at that. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so we we look at the difference. Like like, like two weeks ago, <laughs> we were looking at the games. Uh, we were playing Tanjung Paga. Say I was yeah. telling Kula Shaba. Yes, it's a scrappy game uh, when we play to Jawaga, but the only big difference is just when Rio have the chance, he scored the two goals. When we had the chance, <laughs> we got two yeah. goals on the line cleared. Right, uh, so right. That, just, just that part of, of the game that we have to manage on our side. Correct, correct. Football sometimes, yeah. how you know how much of effort, yeah, how much of correct. yeah, you need that that luck, right? You need that that, yeah. that dice of luck to actually uh, sometimes you know push you over that that uh, the game. Um, yeah. Okay, based on your experience and based before on... that, wait, let's yeah, let's just give him a question first from one of our viewers. Oh, Madhu is in. Yeah, he's <laughs> one of your players. He's asking you, what are the qualities that a football coach need to be successful? I believe it means what qualities a football coach needs for that coach to be successful. I think for me is uh, you have to be honest with the players. In terms of uh, performance on the pitch, I think if you give false hope to the player, then it can let uh, lead to a lot of different doorways on, on how players look at you. Number one, mm-hmm. then number two, in terms of qualities, of course. Uh, having said that, being honest, uh, we have also to be honest to ourselves as a coach. That for me, uh, as I go through the UEFA uh, courses, uh, like I said, they teach us to be critical of ourselves. So being critical to ourselves actually helps me improve myself as a coach, and mm-hmm. that itself uh, um, helped me to step up uh, in terms of how I have been coaching. Okay, right, yeah. right, right. But you cannot be too harsh on yourself, so you know it must be like there must be some kind of balance. Uh, I think yeah, I think that's 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 a bit of difference when I was doing that in the UEFA course, right? So I was right. being nice for myself, giving myself a B and A, great, <laughs> and then just really, uh, stop bull- bullshitting yourself. You can just give yourself a C and a D to improve yourself better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm also like that. If you ask me to rate myself, I always give Correct. myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, so that's that's one thing like I said. Ah, uh, the difference between the top coaches in Europe is that they are always very self-critical from themselves. So they do get feedbacks from others, from their mentors and stuff like that to improve themselves in the game. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, just a quick one. What is the best thing you like about Ballastic Khalsa, the team as a whole? Oh, I think uh, this is the first time that in terms of performance, yes, uh, we do get patches of good patches in terms of results, not so good results. But the harmony in the team is uh, something fantastic that I've seen this season. Harmony. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Good teamwork. The players are getting on with each other. I think especially that trip to Trangano, uh, I think that was... Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you went, but like yeah, I, yeah. I heard a lot of good things about that trip. I think the players bonded really well, uh, which was really good to see, you know. And then they mm. came back. Everyone was buzzing. Um, correct, correct. That is something that I think uh, more clubs need to do in order to, you know, get the team bonding up. Um, I think we have a question here, Ras. Do you want to yeah. pose this question? I'll pull up this question. Madhu's got another question, but uh, we'll, we'll show that later. So this one is from Lingesh Kumar. One question for thoughts. Now that there has been more games in a season, has that taken effect positively or negatively? I understand the poor run, but gives us more time to work. But results-based environment is what the league is at. Do you... Do you feel it's good to keep the number of games or shorten? Uh, uh, okay. I think there's a there's a big of uh, positive having the more games uh, for the players, as we know that more games will give um, more playing time, and then will of course at the end of the day improve the players in terms of uh, performance on the pitch. And then, of course, uh, if, we, if we were to compare ourselves and to players in Europe, you can see that they are playing 50, 60 games per season. Mm, yeah. and, and then if you compare to us, where we have been playing only just 14 games, 18 games uh, all along. So that, that extra 40, 40 games does make a lot of difference when we are to compete at the international level. So I think having uh, more games is beneficial for the players itself and also for us coaches to improve ourselves also. Well, would you prefer having more teams in the league? Yes, rather, rather than, than more games. Rather than more games. I think it'd be, it'd be good to have more teams so that we have more quality in terms of uh, improving the players' quality itself. And then, of course, having more teams, then you create more job uh, opportunity for everyone. Uh, players, staff, coaches, yeah. coaches mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Yeah. So this and is... Then, this is Madhu's oh, yeah. question. Yeah. Let's go Madhu's question. Okay. <laughs> So this is Madhu's question. A bit light-hearted. What's the head coach's favorite food? This is not uh, your head, favorite food, but head no, coach. The head coaches. He is everything, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so one one of the things I better say that we always joke around is that uh, Coach Angzwa have a, a timesheet of uh, uh checking in and checking out uh to go for breakfast, lunch, supper, tea breaks, dinner. <laughs> uh, fun, actually, fun fact: when I came in. Uh, last Sunday, I came in early for the Ballester Invitational Series. So I came in early to the office and then guess what Coach Akbar is doing? Having lunch. <laughs> and he had quite a hearty meal, nasi padang and all. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, Ras, remember he was actually quite happy when I actually, you know, a couple of games back, I said he actually lost weight. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that made his day. Uh, yeah. Regardless of what the result was whatsoever, but I told him, hey, coach, I think you lost weight a little. Uh, he, that made his day. I think I actually scored <laughs> some points with him. Um, okay, but coming back coming back to football, coming back to football yeah. right now, um, based on your experience uh, analyzing mm-hmm. all the teams in the SPL in general, because I believe you watch probably 
all the teams when you yeah. play them. Do you see an improvement from the SPL teams this season? I think, yeah. Uh, in terms of quality-wise, we do see an improvements in terms of how team plays. Uh, like, for example, at the start of the season, you see how how Gang tried to play a different kind of football right. to build up uh, to build up from the back. And then, of course, we know that Geylang itself is always an aggressive team going forward in terms of how they press high high up the pitch. And then, of course, we cannot be discounted for LBREX as much as there are new new batch of players coming in uh, with Coach Yoshinaga, uh, which uh, we respect uh, we respect highly. He creates a winning team right. and creating right. that uh, winning mentality for the players, which is what I, I love to see whenever uh, I watch LBREX is how they always goes in at 100%, how they chase back, right. how they help each other to 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 create that uh, winning atmosphere within the club itself. And then, of course, uh, with Sailors, everybody tries to beat Sailors now. Yeah, it's a team to beat. So I think it's, it's good that we, we try to help ourselves to increase the performance in the pitch itself. Sir. Right, yep. right, right. Uh, talking about the Albrecht's coach, um, it's such a mm. pity that I, I actually thought that they would give him the top job for the Singapore national team. But it's such a pity that he didn't he didn't get that that role. I think he will probably go in and create some something different for the national team. But then again, that's my opinion. That's mm. a conversation for another time. Um, Razif, if you yep. were given a role, I know you have some kind of role in the FAS, but let's say for for a real good reason, you hypothetical reasons. I put no, no hypothetical. <laughs> he might become uh, the president of the FAS. Wow. Uh, you know, you might never know. You know, in the near future, let's say given the role as the president of the FAS, or well, what would you do for the league, or what would you do for Singapore football? Well, I think it'd be quite a big, big role to to handle it. Oh, what's the first thing? What's the first thing you would address? Well, what's the first thing? I think for for me is that uh, if if I'm the president of the FA, I would want my stakeholders to be in line with what I want to spearhead. So so for example, okay. if 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 want I want to create this goal twenty thirty four right? So I right. I want everyone to to have the same uh, same line with me. Like what Coach Shakawa said. As, as much as I draw a line, it's a straight line. Even if this is a straight line, even if this is a straight line, everybody has to be in line with me to say that, yes, we are going through the straight line. So it cannot be a disjointed that I have these ideas, then somebody else, another stakeholder have another ideas. So if right. we can have, for me, if we want to spearhead something, we have to go all out and do it. Right, right, right. So everybody yeah. has to be that, that one vision, one collaborative um, you know, unit one going energy. towards one goal, one energy. Yeah. yeah. So right. that's that's uh, that's that's a lot of uh, make a lot of sense. Um, we have a we have a a, a nice comment for you. <laughs> coach Razif for Singapore coach from Muhammad Rizwan Maidin, and uh, Lingesh, oh, yeah. I think he agrees oh. as well. Through that team and stakeholders have to be in unison. Mm. Yes, I think that's probably what's lacking in, in, in the game. And then I think if everyone is on the same page, uh, we can definitely grow Singapore footballers. So many talented players yeah, uh, in, in our country. Although we are a small country, so many of the players here are so talented, which is mm -hmm. great to watch. Um, going back to you, Ras. Uh, do you have any questions you want to play with him? Any quizzes? No, I, don't have, I don't have any challenges for this week. I thought this okay. week we, because we want to pick his brain uh, uh, on 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 uh, because he's a, I think he's so highly regarded in the local scene that you know we actually want to focus on 
Yeah, oh, I have I have something. Oh, Ras, of course. Quick fire for him. So, uh, Razif, I'm not sure if you've watched our previous episodes, but generally, I always have a quick fire for our whoever's a guest on okay. the show. So, I'm going to ask you some personal questions, your likes and dislikes. Favorite food? Chicken rice. Chicken rice. Okay. Favorite drink? Favorite drink? Uh, tea ice. AIs, okay. Do you like to watch movies or series? Movies. Movies, okay. Anything you're watching right now? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably no think... No, no, I think yeah, no, no, no. Maybe the last one was, was Thor. I think the last one was Thor. Okay. Yeah. Favorite football club? Arsenal. Arsenal, okay. Nice yeah, nice yeah. jersey they got this season. Yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think they got like... Yeah, I can see that in the corner, uh, Arsene Wenger. Is it Arsene Wenger? Oh, yeah. right. Favourite uh, female celebrity? Wow. Jessica Elba. Okay. Favourite Malay artist? Wow, favourite Malay artist. Well, no idea, when. No idea. My, okay. Myself, uh. <laughs> there, there is something there, yeah. We're gonna stop there, there is something Ross there, yeah. Straight to the point. Favorite music genre? Uh, anything easy, yeah. Okay, light yeah. and easy, yeah. Yeah, light and you, easy. you like the music that's been played in the dressing room? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the dressing room music? No, I don't. I don't actually get into the dressing room when the players are in. Uh, so we always leave it to them to to have their own. Uh, minds, uh, to have their own mind, whatever. Too. So I always be outside, either with Coach Akbar going for a tea or just <laughs> at the stadiums, sitting down and then just uh, uh, absorbing the atmosphere. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. All time favorite player? Dennis Burkham. Oh, what a player. And um, I mean, this is the World Cup year. Do you have a favorite international team when it comes to World Cups? I think I, I, I've been growing up as being uh, supporting Germany. Germany, okay. Yeah. So that's from the 90s, I believe. Yep, uh, 90s. Lontar Mateus time. Ah, uh, Lontar Mateus. Yeah. Favorite uh, era to live Favorite. in? Probably 70s. 70s? Okay. And... Um, Bell bottoms, seventies. Yeah, seventies bell bottoms. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I gotta admit, it's really a cool time. You know, when you look back at images from the seventies or pictures or videos yeah. or whatever, the it's happening. The players eh? that were playing at that time, they look very cool with their hair and they could yeah. wear like you know long chains and play. <laughs> amazing, crazy. Yeah, these beards, afros, they all look really yeah. cool. So yeah, gotta go. Gotta agree with you on that. So now. If you could recreate a goal, which goal would it be? Oh, I've been recreating a lot of goals. I think one of the goals that is the Terrenry goals against Menu. The flick which one? and the volley. The flick and the volley. <laughs> or against uh, Fabian Vates, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So I did that a lot of time, actually, oh. while, while I was playing. Uh, either I see soccer or with uh. my friends. So, so every time we get that opportunity, I just create that, recreate and recreate and recreate. Yeah. Okay. And your favorite manager, Wenger, I favorite. believe. As a Wenger, yeah. Okay. Have you ever met him? Uh no. No. Okay. Yeah. So now that leads me quite nicely to the next point. Whatever I'm going to speak about next. So mm. you've been coaching for a very long time at various schools, academies, 
uh, FAS as well, and that's something mm. that's ongoing. As different SPL clubs, and now of course you had Ballester. Probably you've had two SPL clubs that you've coached at Tampani Rovers and Geelong International. Is that right? Yep, correct. Yep. Okay. So. So Tampani was the COE teams. Okay. So how did this uh, yeah, so yeah. opportunity come about? Where you know you go and get yourself. Accredited with this UEFA A license. Before you answer that, are you are you the highest? Uh, yeah, highest uh, qualified UEFA A license, yeah. the highest qualified coach in in Singapore. No, no. Ah, uh, they have the UEFA Pro license. Ah, uh, that's the highest uh, to coach at the national team in the Premier Leagues. So A license is just a normal UEFA A license in Singapore. In Singapore, maybe probably, but I think that there, there are some Singaporeans also uh, who does okay. courses. Yeah, who does okay. studies in in the UK where they provide the UEFA uh, pathway? Oh, interesting, so, interesting. Yeah. So this A license means which level can you coach at if you are in Europe? Uh, probably Division One, EPL. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. EFL. So, so, yeah, EFL. So it, it it depends on uh which country you are in. So probably, but the the one at the top level, if you are going for the uh, UEFA competitions, then you need the pro license. Okay. Yep. And right now in in uh, Singapore, probably you are the only one that have this A license. Yeah. As a local, uh, Yeah, I think as a local, yeah. That's fantastic. Interesting. Interesting. Very, interesting. Very, very well so, done. Uh, okay. So, back, yeah. uh, I, I I went for the course. I I I took the UEFA B. I took the UEFA B in 2015. Mm. Um, probably. Uh, yep. In 2015. So, uh. And then it's only 25 gated to, to go for the course. So I took my UEFA in Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Is that so all? You actually, went, you actually went there or it was a Zoom yep. thing? Or? Oh, you actually went, went there. there. Yep. Oh, nice, nice. How was that experience? Oh, it's, it's something eye-opening for me. Uh. So as a player, as a coach uh, myself. So, like, of course, I, I've been working yeah, with the FA or in and out of the FAs, uh, helping out and then traveling with the FAs, uh, doing coaching, and then to travel to Laos also. So, but to see how uh, coaches in Europe thinks and how courses being conducted is a big difference in how things are back here uh, in mm-hmm. terms of how we are we are trying to educate the coaches here. And was that all on your own accord? That means nobody sponsored you. You paid on your own. Yeah, I, I did. I put all the applications on my own. Uh, only at the back end, I got I got the sports SG grants, uh, to for the travel in terms of traveling and lodging. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, what do you need to pass through to get this A license? What like was there like a audition sort of thing that you have to present? Uh, some methodology or some philosophy you have around coaching. And then they see and they assess and they say, okay, you you pass. Now you can enter this course. Is that how it works? Yep, yep. Uh, so one of the criteria was to actually work with a professional team uh, to be in, in line with the course. And then, of course, there are interviews they have to go through, through Zoom's interviews. And then, of course, asking about the philosophy, what's my playing philosophy, what's my idea, what's my vision for the next five years, ten years. So mm-hmm. there are lots of criteria for them to look at in terms of coaching because... Of course, for their part, is also to bring in international coaches in. Uh, you have to create a good dynamics where the lo- their local coaches can learn from also. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the A license, was it in Ireland as well? 
Yeah, Pin Island as well. So I, I got that. I did that in 2017, and then uh, got it completed in 2021 because of COVID. So uh, for that part, the assessment part, I send in the videos, training videos, and then with uh, with audio, with subtitles, everything in for them to assess. Wow. Okay. Any famous classmates? Uh, who do you have? Uh, Kudichini. Okay. Then I have uh, Damien Duff. Okay. Oh, Damien Duff uh, was there. Okay. Yeah. And we had Wayne Hennessy from, uh, I think, Wayne Wolf. Hennessy, yeah. 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 The goalkeeper, right? Wayne Hennessy. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, so it's interesting when uh, we had talks on training sessions and then they were saying, oh, if you are playing, if you are creating these drills for the players in uh, at elite level, it could be a bit uh, boring for them or it doesn't oh. make sense for them. So like Damien Duff, uh, so we had uh, Damien Duff, so I have uh, talked to him a lot of times, so asking him about his training, what's the difference between at Chelsea and then at Celtic right. uh, on the side. So he was saying that, oh, uh, if Chelsea is, so the top managers are uh, very into detail on how sessions will be like, catered to individual players. Wow. Yeah. So there are a lot of, uh, a lot of details. So like just for example, like we, we, we've been used to say uh, a crossing exercise just comes in, okay, you pass the ball to the sides, get into the box, one near post, one back post, and then just cross the ball. So right. for him, he says, uh, the, the difference uh, the top level is that when you make the pass, you have to look how easy is the first touch. And then when you make the run, uh, you make a slow run towards the penalty spots. And then when you start to check is when the players control the first ball and then you start to check and run. And then, of course, making that contact with the, another striker on who goes to the near post and back post. And then, of course, the timing of run when he wants to cross the ball, where do you make the extra movements to get in front of the defenders? Wow. So yeah. they broke down into oh, very, very small oh details. Yeah. And then when you watch in a live gameplay, you're just like, hey, why did you fellow never run earlier? Yeah, you know, yeah. you're just like, oh. So, so like God. the videos you see, like uh, people like, uh, there's, there's some video where the striker just comes in in front and then goes to the back, yes, movement yes. like Ronaldo's, cutting in, cutting out. So those, actually, the little details that they are, they are sharing with us in training that uh, these players are doing. Wow, interesting. Wow, man, that's interesting. quite an eye-opener. So yeah. now coming back coming back to local football, mm -hmm. you have an academy called Kickoff Academy. What is it all about? Okay, so for Kickoff is actually it's an academy that I started with my partner. So that uh, we are looking at like players, uh, youth at risk, uh, players from disadvantaged families. So what we create is that uh, we create a low cost, low cost uh, budget football where we mm -hmm. train them on open fields parks and stuff but we want to give them the best outcome so like for example that for kickoff we uh gather in some uh sponsors for us to go overseas to play tournaments where these kids doesn't have that opportunity if they they are playing on their own lah. one thing so it's more about explorations giving that their dreams that if they can't make it into a top grade professional football at least from our side that we give them this opportunity that they can play football in the uh, neighboring countries Okay, well, I got yeah. some question here from Lingesh again. If I can throw a spanner in the works, I feel that in terms of coaching aspect, there is a good infrastructure in Singapore. But do you think it's the same for ref? As a coach, I'm sure you have sentiments towards our refs in the league. What, what do you think can be done? Maybe something like a cohesion event between coaches and ref? I feel no lah. I think uh, in terms of the infrastructure in Singapore, of, of course, it's good. But uh, for the referee departments, of course, they have their own ways on how they 
view things are. And then, of course, uh, I, I, I spoken to some of the referees and yes, their training is actually quite tough. Right. Uh, referee have their own trainings. So uh, we, we are looking also now at how the referees are doing their fitness test and trying to bring it to the players and looking at some of the premium clubs who already been using the 30-15-30 fitness uh, testing. So it's actually quite tough to be a referee. So instead right. of just running here and there, and then of course uh, looking at other things that's happening in the field. So of course we do have our own sentiments on how uh, referees are refereeing the games. But at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's back to the same thing. If referee can make mistakes for us just to tell the players that just focus on the game and do what what goes for, for you yourself. So okay. there are things that we can control. We control things that we can't control. Just uh, try not to focus on that. Yeah, true. Uh, can you a bit, can you share a bit on the fitness uh, trainings that the referee go through? Yes, the 30, 15, 30. So, so uh, for the referees, I'm not. I think they have that, that single, double, single sprints where they have to run on like a yo-yo test where they do it one time and then come back double and then do it a single time and then they have a time base where they do the uh 30 15 30s or 15 30 15s so those kind of fitness tests are actually more like the intermittent runs similar to what we are doing for the players in the us but more of the running of changing of directions and then uh i think for the referees they do have their own uh causes and stuff to upgrade themselves where they get the referees all in together uh i think i i spoke to malik before then he said referee do a course uh maybe once a week or stuff and they're getting ideas on how the leagues have been running and then in mm-hmm. terms of improving in terms of giving opportunities to everyone to be the ar to be referees and then they recreate uh, scenarios in trainings where okay. to, uh, to to look at falls and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i think in terms of training wise they do have their own structure on how is being done okay cool yeah so kickoff academy is it's something like a charity based uh charity slash social based uh, academy that's that's what sets you apart from all the other academies that are running in singapore right correct correct so it's, it's always for me is to give back to what uh i've been taught and then can we just give this knowledge back to the players at the cost at the low cost actually the cost is just to cover the players equipments jerseys so we give them right. a ball each to bring home and then of course going for tournaments they are not paying any amount like unless we are going to overseas where the pre, uh before COVID, we went to malacca and then the place just paid a hundred dollars uh fee just uh for administrative fees so the rest like transportation the mm. uh, accommodations uh tournament fees everything has been paid for by ourselves by oh, me and nice. my coaches yeah. okay Very nice. Very no, nice. no sponsors uh, we try to get sponsors in uh, so like for let's say small trips like that we try to get uh, maybe about 10 sponsors that can give us about hundred dollars then with more sponsors you get more more uh, bigger money uh. so i'm not looking at like one sponsors giving us ten thousand kind yeah. I, I i want to create more uh like you see uh, smaller sponsors coming in like those home base uh families that comes in and then to give them exposure so so uh and to help them improve their own business so so I got to say, very good initiative, man, Razif. Very, very good. Thank you. First Thank you. Uh, that was something see. that you know caught my eye when you yeah. were appointed. So I added you as friend, and then I saw that uh, this this academy that you're running. I think that's really nice of you to be doing this. So this Art Samsudin has given you two thumbs up. 
not sure if you know him, but uh, yeah. On a on a on a lighter note, so so Razif, man, you are yeah. you are, I mean, you are a jack of all trades. I feel like uh, <laughs> performance analyst, um, assistant coach now. Coach. Um, you are also running an academy, uh, UFA A Pro license, and you had a stint as an actor as well. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! Like that's why, like we mentioned earlier, Russ, he was like, "Okay, yeah. is is it me?" Uh, he, he was, he was uh, uh, talking about himself. So, talk to me about it, Razif. How long was that for? And uh, you know, what were you acting in? Oh, okay. Uh, so, I I I did my diploma in Lasalle, in mm. uh, okay. in filming in film. So, uh, there was something that unexpectedly I wanted to do, uh, but. I was in Lasalle actually. I wanted to take interior designer, okay. oh. but then some way somehow uh, the course film opens up. Uh, so as a, a new course, a new course. So I just took it up and then just say, okay, maybe this is something uh, interesting to just go out there and learn and just get the diploma out the easiest way. <laughs> yeah. So, but I I was playing uh, uh, in the Prime League with Woolens Wellington at that time. Okay. And so it was a, a bit of like training trials kind. So I got an offer in Malaysia to act. Uh, so I have to go through auditions and stuff like that. So I was uh, actually on holiday with my friends. So just went down, speak to my friends. And then there's an audition uh, he invited me to go to. And then through that auditions on the spot, uh, they offered me a contract. And then to, to act in the 13 episode drama. Yeah, for the Malaysia set. So, but wait, wait, wait. just like that. <laughs> yeah, just Astro. like that. Yeah. Uh, for no, oh. that was for the RTM, RTM, RTM one. Okay, yeah. Okay. So it was, Whoa. I think, just before. Uh, yeah, about just before NS, uh, a year before NS. So about maybe two thousand seven, kind. So okay. I was in my final year of uh, diploma in in Lasalle. So that thing happened. So just nice that once I finished school, I went up just for a holiday while playing for yeah. Woodlands and then I got that offer. So uh, I just took that opportunity la, and then just leave football for, for once. <laughs> and what, uh, what's the name <laughs> of the drama? Oh, uh, actually, I, uh, I work for uh, the, the contract that I signed is for this uh, Julie Dalan production house. So at that time, they had this uh, com uh, comedy drama where, where I, I'm uh, one of the actors, so it's called the Cinta Dalam Sebiji Durian. Okay. So, nice. yeah. So, it's, it's just about a little story where uh, I'm around a fourth, the Yeah, around the Durian. So, there are various characters where students from the campus were going around looking for, for partners to bring to the gala show. Yeah. All right. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. What nice. a turn of events. Just, oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine that, like you, you imagine your friend ask you to go for the audition, and you just like, hey man, no, man, I'm a bit lazy and stuff. <laughs> uh, but you actually went for that audition, which is, which is, uh, any memorable uh, uh, memory, any memorable uh, experience you had from acting in that in that series. Memorable. I I think a lot, like okay, there there what this uh, quite a famous actress that I I was told to pair with to act. So like uh, it, it's just a uh, where where you know when we actors we just go through the dialogues and just read what what's on the dialogue on yeah. the uh, the scripts and then 
this actress, uh, a big time actress, just spontaneously asked me, say, What's her because name? I forget to wear. Uh, uh, is the late uh, Maimun Mutalib. Okay. So, so uh, it's, it's a scene where I, I work as a cook. So I forget to wear an apron to cook. Okay. So she just say, uh, hey, uh, uh, my character was that time was what? Uh, Radin. So he just asked me, Radin, where's your apron? So for me, I know it's, it's my, my part where I know I shit, I, did not, I forget to wear that apron. Right. Uh, it's part of the scene. Uh, it's a, then I just told her off like spontaneously say, oh, my apron is just in the fridge. So that when customer comes, I just take it out and cools everybody down when the customer comes <laughs> in. <laughs> Then after that, spontaneously, she said, wow, uh, this is the first time that people actually uh, reply back to my spontaneous act. Then, oh, so uh, was it, that, all... yeah. it was not scripted. Means... Yeah, it's not scripted. Oh, it's not scripted. Right. So from then on, uh, I get a few jobs offered uh, through her also, where she recommended me to oh, other, nice. other productions. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. So were there uh, other, other, other stuff you did or just this one series you did? Uh, there, there are a few other stuff also I did. Uh. So on the back okay. end, yeah. Then coming back, into, coming back to Singapore, I did a Chinese film. Uh, okay. Oh. Think, yeah, it's a ghost story. I think a ghost story. Just an extra. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So because my friend was in the productions, uh, so I have to just help out and then acted in that production, which is cool because I get to play uh, as a as a drug a drug uh, oh. gang. So we get shots. Uh, we got blood uh, spilled from our body <laughs> and stuff like that. So we are stun, stunman kind of thing. Stunman, so it was oh, quite, it's yeah. a ghost movie, is it? Yeah, it's a ghost movie. Okay. Right, right. Is it like a horror comedy or is it? Horror comedy. Horror comedy. Okay. I can't remember the name. Oh. Yeah. I can't oh remember the name. All right. Yeah. So crazy, so crazy. So not only an actor, man, you also have something you do on, on top of... Yo, Ras, this guy, next thing you know, he will have his own <laughs> podcast as well. I was like, hey, guys, I have my own podcast. Uh, I would like to feature you guys as well. Huh? Um, so, right now, so I know the acti- acting part is probably, you know, you put it on the back burner. But, you mm. know, besides being a coach and all the fun stuff, you are also a property agent. Um, so, how long have you been one and how is how's that life uh, coming along for you? For the property part, I, I just um, got myself uh, qualified this year. Early this oh, year, right. maybe Congratulations. In February, March. Yeah, quite. So, so uh, it was because of COVID. Uh. So I see, uh, I just opened up my, uh, what, they have that, that grant thing, like the $500 grant thing, SkillFuture grants. SkillFuture, yeah. Yeah, and so I just looking around at SkillFuture, say, uh, during COVID, what can I do just just to kill my time off? Uh, they just say, hey, that's this uh, property agents. Okay, just click and go and just learn. So, because the rest of the things are in terms of teaching-wise, there are a lot of soft skills where you can learn yourself right. and stuff like that. Right. And then in terms of IT stuff, gadget stuff, I think more or less you can learn that in the internet and then you need the resources to just learn and play. I'm, I'm good at it. So, in terms of uh, plug and play stuff, I think it's easy right. for me to do it. So, I don't need a cost for that. So, maybe this RES uh, property agent stuff is just something. Okay, I just go through the course and then just go through it once and see if I pass, pass. If you fail, then just forget about it and just move on. Mm. Yeah. But you pass. So, yeah, I pass. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so now... about the failing part, you passed. Yeah. So, uh, what's happening now? So now, uh, I, I try to get leads uh, in terms of uh, helping people getting properties and stuff like that. So like right. uh, for now, trying to, to help a, a friend uh, buying and selling a house. 
nice. and stuff like that on my free time. So most of the time, the free times comes in the evening or weekends. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, so away, away, away from work, lah. Away from working hours. Yep, a lot of time in the evening. Yeah. So are we eating into your free time now? Would you be no, no, no. only going out the uh, house? No, I tell you, next no, I, you'll get a brilliant idea to have a, his own podcast now. <laughs> no, I, I think podcast. I, I leave it to you guys and deepens and stuff to do the all the podcast. <laughs> like now, no, because I already uh, scheduled uh, all the viewings uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I got okay. myself. So Wednesday usually it's quite a busy day for me with uh, okay. coachings and stuff like that. And then for the kids, uh, going to Kumons, going to their phonics classes. Oh, right, just to right. uh, backend uh, for right. family time. Yeah. Okay, and then a family cool. man as well on top of that. <laughs> oh, man, Razif, you're this, amazing, bro. There's this guy. Kai Rudy Mustafa. He say he's an all-rounder, la, this coach. <laughs> respect. Respect from Kai Rudin. All right. Um, before we go, Razif, are you open to any acting opportunities right now or you've closed that shop? I think... Uh, Just two days ago, somebody just uh, gave me a call and asked me oh. if I wanted to act uh, in in a series. Uh. So then also just a few bits. Uh, uh, the the series, the Anna Metropolitan, Anna Metropolitan yeah. Four, I think. Yeah. yeah. So the, I also got uh, offers to come in to to act. But it doesn't doesn't turn out lah for that. Okay. Yeah. Anything from Malaysia? Malaysia wise, uh, not yet. But I do still keep contact with friends over there. Okay. Right. Then. Yeah, so sometimes also uh, just ask around like for the auditions and stuff like that. So they still keep in touch and tell me if I want to come over, just contact them and stuff like that. Right, okay. right, right. Yeah. So before we go, there's one last question mm-hmm. we got from Lingesh again. He's been really active today. Sorry I'm bothering you with lots of questions, but since now I know you have a bit of media knowledge, if hypothetically speaking, if there is... Uh, exclusive S-League and NFL magazine created. Would you like something like that to exist? Or feel that we are not ready yet and or there is enough podcast around? Wow, this is... Uh... Hey, by the way, Lingesh, thank you so much for, for all your questions coming in today. Really, really yeah, good man. questions uh, coming in. Thank you for that. Uh, Razif, uh, any, any thoughts on yeah. this? So, so you know, I, I travel a lot for football, right? So, uh, like, I, I travel to Laos uh, with Coach Tundrum uh, back end. And then, uh, of course, I was uh, was the interim uh, women's team coach uh, oh. a few years back. So, we traveled to Tajikistan. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, we traveled to Tajikistan. What, what was really impressive for me is that in Tajikistan, they have posters of players. Of the national teams, like for every uh, 50 meters of the lampos, wow! So they really create that that feeling that uh, we have a football team kind of kind of stuff, and that was I I think after they won the youth uh, uh, a youth tournament for Tajikistan, so okay. there a lot of hype in, in footballs, and then it's quite surprising also in Dushanbe when we were traveling in the bus that uh, I see a lot of futsal pitch, street soccer pitch. And then football pitch uh, scattered around in about 100 meter radius in, in the household areas. Yeah. So and then okay. uh, we were just walking down the hotels to a mini shop on the floor. Then uh, kids were playing football at the sides and stuff. And then they were shouting like, "Oh, uh, a, a local player name 
So they were creating the same. So oh, we, were, we managed. To, yeah. So a lot of hypes been going on to to help actually how uh, the country uh, evolve in the football. Then mm-hmm. I found out that the uh, president's the son of what is 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 the FA president of the football Tajikistan football. So maybe that's why they have a lot of uh, football stuff. So going back to this, if there's an exclusive as league NFL magazines, I I think it'd be very helpful. Uh, for the place, I think some clubs, uh, maybe sellers have already have done it. Right, now. right. They have, yep. yeah, yeah. So like like we said, uh, in Europe, you have magazines being uh, sold uh, during on on games day, where you can see uh, what's happening around the clubs and stuff like that. I think that can help elevate uh, our football in terms of exposure uh, exposures for the publics and stuff. In terms of That's podcast like- wise, of course, yeah. Pre-game programs, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think we used to have that. Uh, I think uh, Abang Mus tried to create a, a magazines of on local footballs uh, mm-hmm. a few few years back. So I, I'm not sure it's still ongoing. Something like the 442 magazines. Was it called right. Kickoff? Yeah, I think it's Kickoff. Right? Yeah, I think I remember that as yeah. well. It was back in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, we Singapore used to have that. Mm-hmm. And then it died down, Correct. unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, you were saying about podcasts. Yeah, I think podcast-wise, I think uh, we've seen a lot uh, or we hear a lot. Uh, there are a lot of popping up podcasts talking about football, yeah. our football also. And then, which is also quite interesting for me as a coach, is just to listen to feedbacks of players, uh, feedbacks of the fans on how they view the teams. Sometimes yeah. I listen to uh, podcasts. And then talking about how Belasir been performing, what can we improve, all those kind of stuff. So mm. it's quite good for for us as a coach also to be mm. open to to learnings from right. or getting views from outside. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. I hope you listen to our podcast as well in the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Razif. Thanks a lot for taking your time to speak to us and sharing no so much of knowledge that you have gained over the years, your experiences as well. And everyone else, you know, uh, okay, one more comment. <laughs> Bye, uh, coach. But <laughs> some student. So, uh, one of yeah. my training coach. <laughs> okay, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, Kel, you any final words? So, Razif, just before we go, any uh, message to the Balestier listeners um, listening in today? Um, you know, any, any uh, shout outs or anything you want to say? I think reserve-wise, it's been tough uh, for us. I think, uh, but I, I can say, just stick with us. We try to turn things around. If the results doesn't go much uh, well on the pitch, we hope that we can improve the performance of the uh, players, the team. Then uh, hopefully that this will be a long-run things where the performance uh, in the pitch can elevate the more fans to come in to watch Ballester play football. Right, right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I wish a good end to the season as well for Ballester. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you. And all the best uh, for the big game LCS on uh, Saturday, yeah, five thirty pm at Jalan Besar Stadium. That is yeah, right. Yeah, we, uh, we want to we want to a good fight this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, you guys uh, play with pride as well. Yeah. Do do your best. I think that's all you can do. You know, you do your best, and whatever will be will be. Hopefully, you get a rub of green. You know, I think like, as you mentioned. We've not had much luck, so maybe some yeah. luck comes our way as well in this game. So, yeah, hopefully wishing the best to the team. Thank you. 
so you got Lingesh again. Thanks and best thanks, wishes Lingesh. to your coach. MM. Thank you. And thanks, guys. Welcome, Lingesh. Uh, this one was from Mahmoud Mu <laughs> Say, one of the best, right? Okay. He is indeed one of the best. Okay. <laughs> so it's me, Ra, signing out. Cheers. It's Mikhail. Thank you. Allah Tigers.